Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. protecting us, for providing for us. Thank you because the next six months is blessed. Your hand will be strong upon our lives. Your power will be evident around us. Thank you because this last six months will be a harvest season. All the seeds of effort, of gifts, of money that we've planted in the first half would decree that this second half, the harvest will start to show up. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Come on, one more time. Do you want to clap? Give the Lord a big shout. Give the Lord a big praise. Woo! Hallelujah. Please take your seat this morning. Do you want to appreciate the choir CLC this morning? Ah, uh, you can do better. Let's get my hands together for them. That was awesome. So, um, we are starting a new series today, but um, are they showing the... Okay, okay. Um, first of all, we have a special conference this July, titled International Word of Faith Conference, coming up this July, um, starting from the 18th, I think, to the 24th. DJ, you don't have it on the screen. Okay, so um, it, it's, it's something you should not miss. Some of the finest teachers and preachers of the Word of Faith will be here throughout that week. It's going to give you an amazing faith boost. Hallelujah. It's going to give you an amazing faith boost. Listen, the reason why some people don't experience shifts or changes in their life is that there's no power of concentration. You know, if there's a wall, if you hit it only once, it's not likely to fall. But if you continue hitting that wall consistently, it is eventually going to fall. All right? So that's why sometimes you don't experience shift. Not that what you did was not right. It's that you didn't do it consistently and concentratedly enough. So when you're staying the whole one week of the word coming into your heart, it will change you. It will definitely change you. So don't miss it starting from the 18th to the 24th of July. Some of the greatest uh, teachers of faith will be around. Pastor Pojo Yumade will be around. Uh, Pastor Andy Osakwe will be around. Uh, Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mildred will be around. <laughs> Apostle Humphrey Oseni, all the way from South Africa, will be around. Pastor Nkechi Enne will be around from Portacot. You don't want to miss it, all right? Um, a full week of soaking in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Um, yesterday, our young adult church started their Yahweh prayer conference. Hallelujah. Um, young adults are, are people from 20 to 27, so they have a church of their own. Um, they started their Yahweh prayer conference yesterday. It was amazing. Um, the difference between this and just the regular things today that we call prayer in Nigeria is that here you are actually taught to pray and you are given a room, given room to pray for yourself. All right, you need to talk to your father. You need to learn to fellowship with God. So there was teaching, but there was also a lot of time spent in fellowshipping with the Lord. It was so 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 amazing. Yahweh prayer conference. So it started yesterday. It's going to continue today, 4 p.m. It's on the mainland, so, but there are buses here that take people. Now, it's not limited to people in that age bracket, all 
All right? So if you are above or below and you just want to fellowship with the Lord and fellowship with the people of God, it's a time of prayer. You're going to spend time with God. It's not where you're just begging God to do something. No, no. You are getting to know this God that you want to do many things for you. All right? So um, they have a recap of the video of how yesterday went. So. hear you praise the lord all right so we're starting a new series today titled success secrets from the master the master here is jesus christ and is the most successful person that has ever lived unfortunately for us we are trying to learn success from the world we need to learn success from the master the master himself is the most successful person that has ever he's still the most popular all right he has the most number of followers hallelujah on all platforms is somebody getting what i'm saying I'm telling you. So, if you want to learn success, you need to learn it from the master. Unfortunately for this young generation, we are trying to learn success from social media. And that has caused so much destruction. You will not learn success from social media. The parameters that they used to measure their own success is not what God uses to measure his own success. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And Jesus made it clear. One of the things he taught was that you can't use popularity to measure success. We live at a day and time when people are obsessed with how popular you are, how many followers, how many likes, how many views, how many subscribers. That's what's defining success. So once they check somebody's handle, if they have millions of followers, then it must have sense. This means they are smart. And once somebody has 500 or 200 followers, he doesn't know what he's doing. We are using the wrong parameters to judge success. <laughs> Your success is not measured by how many likes or how many views or how many followers you have. In fact, the more, permit this not normal English, you don't use it outside here. The more stupider your post is, the more engagement it gets. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So this is why you can't use popularity to measure success. 
The, 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 the more crazy, the more stupid what you're posting is, the more, I mean, I mean, I mean, just try and open a page and try and teach common sense. Teach that, oh, let's all behave ourselves, dress well, you know, serve your nation, things like that. You will have three followers. And two inside the three are your haters that want to watch you fail. They don't want to miss the moment where you fail. Are you here, somebody? But just be a mad person. Be a cross-dresser. A boy that just like a girl or a girl that just like a boy. Be somebody that will bleach yourself till you turn from black to white to green to blue. Start removing your clothes and twerk. Start doing all those kind of things. Your followers and views will grow. The crazier what you're doing is, the more... Fo- you see, popularity can't be what measures success. It's a trap that the devil wants you to trap many people. And many people actually, even Christians, are falling into that trap. The popularity trap. Let me tell you what's bad about it. If you remove your top today and your views increase, how are you going to sustain these views next week? You see, that what people don't realize. You removed your shirt and left only your bra and your views increase. So next week, because we have seen your bra last week, <laughs> you, if you show us again this week, we say, okay, we're waiting for next week. Next week, you have to remove the bra. That's the trap. Some people you are admiring, they are inside problem. You don't know. They, they are looking for how to come out. You are clapping for them. You want to join them. They are inside problem. So you twerk this way now. View went up. How are you going to do it next week? <laughs> this is why you can't follow popularity. It doesn't make it right because there are a lot of views. It doesn't make it right because it's not everything you see that you support. Some of those people, they, 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 are, they are trying to come out of it. They're in a big problem now. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Jesus Christ said, Woe unto you when all men speak well of you. He says, if everybody likes you, that there's a problem with you. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? He said, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. He said, For so did their fathers toward the false prophets. It's false, it's fake. They're all clapping for you. You think that means you're successful? The crowd doesn't always mean success. I wish young people can understand this. We are so pressured. The crowd, wherever the crowd is going, doesn't make something successful. It can be the most unsuccessful thing and still have a lot of crowd. Whatever feeds the fleshly desires of people, there's always more crowd there. It doesn't make it right. You are feeding their flesh. So that's why. If you just try to educate now, you will see, you see... (laughs) That's why shows where they are are singing nothing or doing nothing has larger crowd. Do seminar where you want to tell people how to be better with their life. You will see the attendance. The things that are feeding the flesh generally have more crowd. It doesn't make it right. You can't always use the numbers. You can't always use the numbers. In fact, Jesus Christ said something. He said, broad is the way that leads to hell, destruction. He said, many people are there. Do you see how Jesus saw crowd? He said, many people are there. But he said, narrow is the path that leads to righteousness and the right thing. He said, only few people are there. Look at it here. <laughs> he said, um, give me the first one. He said, enter into the straight gate for wide. He said, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to what? I'm not hearing you. Where does it lead to? So sometimes the more followers, the more destruction there. He said, uh, uh, I said uh, how many are there? Many. 
Next one. It says, because straight is the gate, and what? Narrow, small is the way. We did that unto what? To life. How many people are there? Few. You see how the master sees success, and how the world sees success. The world believes, as long as I have more followers, more views, more likes, I must do the right thing. No. 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 That's why to be popular cannot be your goal. Oh my God. I said to be popular cannot be your goal. It's a sign of low self-esteem. Your goal must be tied to a purpose. If while you are at that purpose, you become popular, it's fine. But being popular itself can't be your goal. Trust me, it's a trap again. It's a big trap. So if you don't know what it is, most of them here are popular, so you understand. But there are also many of you here that are not popular. <laughs> being popular is a trap. This is why you notice that a lot of your stars are either hooked on drugs, hooked on alcohol, or hooked on sex. You don't even have just checked their page. So they, they, they can't do a post without holding weed, without holding alcohol. They are not posing for you. They, they need it. They need that shot. Because being popular takes you high. When you are addicted to being high, you don't want to come down. I don't know if you guess what I'm saying. I'm a bit popular. <laughs> yes. Just a bit. So there are times, I was, I was in Oxford Street in London with one guy, some of you know him, Peter Sings, where London, and people were coming around, people were greeting me, people were even giving me money in the street of London. You know? They were gathering me and oh, different things. I was in Dubai more one time, people gathered me, one person came to need that, Dubai more. I said, we're in public, <laughs> please stand up. Please kneel down, pray for me. I said, no, not here. People were gathering me in Dubai more. So I'm a bit popular, you know, I just have to drop that. So, I'm joking. I'm joking. The difference is this. The difference is this. When you get used to that kind of recognition, because everybody likes recognition. It's not bad in itself. Everybody likes attention. It's not bad in itself. There's only a problem when you give it more importance than it actually deserves. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Even people that think they are quiet, I don't like attention. No, you like attention. <laughs> Everybody does. You like to be recognized in a way. Now, the challenge is that if your whole aim of life is that attention, then it becomes a sickness because you will keep doing things that are weird just to get the attention. Now, if you are doing pursuing purpose and you are popular by it, your eyes are is on the purpose you are pursuing. Whether people recognize you or not doesn't matter. Because you have something else you are focusing on. Now, a lot of people, if you are not balanced enough, when you become popular, you won't realize that you, don't, you should not focus on it. Focus on what you are doing. If not, the popularity becomes addictive. And you reach a stage where you are so high by that popularity that if you are not popular anymore, you can't live. If somebody gets what I'm saying. So you need to get hooked on something that, that is constantly giving you a high. So I, what, I was saying all this to say, when I was in that London street, uh, Oxford Street, I, forget, I told the guy near me, I said, this is why people are hooked on drugs. If you are this popular, you feel this powerful, and a day comes where nobody recognizes you. A day comes where you go somewhere and nobody, you will feel low. So you need to look for something to get a high. This is why a lot of your guys must take dope, must drink, because there's a high that comes with being popular. But you see, you are not popular every day. You are not uh, your otinkus. Or hype men. Okay, the English version is hype men. Your hype men, after a while, they are all living with you. 
So they are not giving you the high. So you need to get the high from somewhere. And the bad thing about the high is that if one stick of weed gets you high today, after some weeks it won't get you high. You increase to two. So they are on a path that is only destruction. The baby mamas are going to increase. There's nothing you want to do about it. The drugs are going to increase. The alcohol. Is, check their life. It's all around that. And you, because you don't understand the master, somebody is in, uh, drinking of alcohol to oppress you. you happy. They're in a trap. You should, be, you should be pitying them, not praising them. They're in bondage. They can't come out of it. Like I said, though, I'm a bit popular, so I, I, I understand the bit. What it means to be popular is a drug. If you're not careful, you will get hooked on it. How many of you know Michael Jackson? Some of you don't know him again, but those days, in our own time, Michael Jackson was the biggest music. All, all the popular musicians now put together was no rich who Michael Jackson be that time. Everybody in the world knew Michael Jackson, wanted to be Michael Jackson. As in people in countries where they didn't speak English were dressing like Michael Jackson. Wearing white gloves and wearing Sophie trousers. Some of you don't know what Sophie trousers are. It's what is really now. Trousers doesn't reach ground. It's called Sophie or Jumpy trousers. Everybody wanted to be Michael Jackson except Michael Jackson. Do you understand? Everybody in the world wanted to be Michael Jackson except who? He's the only one that didn't want to be Michael Jackson. He hated himself so much. He did so many surgeries to change his face. So many. Change his nose, change his eye, change everything. He, his hair burnt many times because he was constantly trying to change the texture. He changed his complexion many times. Only him didn't like himself. And guess how he died eventually? Drug overdose. Because again, once you get the drugs, the one that shocked you this week can't shock you forever. That's what I'm saying. These things are traps. The way God defines success is not how the world defines success. So popularity is not success. Second one, prosperity is not success. Financial prosperity now. Money is not success. That's on that mad one that is ruining our world. So somebody's doing doing something very, you know, undignifying, something shameful. But people will say, but he's making his money. He's cashing out. As long as he's making his money, it's okay. No. It's not okay. It's not okay. There's a price you are paying for making money that way. There's a price you are paying for making money that way. You can't be making money in a, 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 a wrong way and want to live a right life. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Oh, and it's so bad. It's so, so, so bad. People want to marry any, somebody. Even, I, I, I don't even know, first of all. How are you a Christian and you want to marry somebody that is a fraudster? I'm telling you, there are people like that. Now, I even know that there are people that are foreign and even in church. I know. <laughs> See, my brother, you have to repent. You can't patch the two. You can't use the two. And we, we can't blame you for what got you there. Maybe, I don't know how you got there. But now you are hearing the truth. You are encountering the truth. You can't carry it along. There's no prayer you can pray to make God bless that kind of a thing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And I guess that come and say, Pastor, there's this boy, I like you so much, you like me so much. We like ourselves so much. <laughs> Only problem is that he's a 419. Can I marry him? 
said, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, you, you, you want to use the sweat and labor of other people to live happily ever after. You will not be happy. It will not be forever. It can't be well with you. I'm not cursing you. I'm just telling you the fact. You can't build on that foundation. You know, sometimes we think we are smarter than God. Every time I talk about marriage, I know, you know, there was a polygamy trend one time, and jokers were coming up and saying, hey, but Abraham, marry many wives. Solomon, marry many wives. David. I said, but you, you, you never follow the full story. Why don't you follow the full story? If you're going to copy somebody's example, copy the whole example. Yes, Abraham, Abraham had more than one wife. But we, his great-grandchildren, we said the God of Abraham, we love Abraham, our father, but we are suffering. They were still bombed bomb last week in Palestine and Israel, last week. Abraham has gone. The battle is on. Want to marry two wives, are you sure? The battle never ends. The battle that polygamy brings. You see, but nobody wants to talk about that. Because Abraham, God and Abraham are praying. That's where we want to stop the story. No, finish the story, sir. Finish, will you finish the story? It might not be in the first. See, that's the thing about Ekpe. You know Ekpe? Some of you don't know Ekpe. Ekpe. Sometimes it can skip one generation. I'm going to appear in another place. Ekpe. Ekpe works in mysterious ways. So you open your eyes and marry for one night now. Somebody's pension, somebody's sweat. You and your husband steal it to eat. You want to have a happy life. Are you okay? Can't walk. Hey, we catch up. But David had many wives. Did you see the things that happened in his house? His brother, his children, brother raped sister. Then other brother killed other brother. Are you sure you want to marry many wives like David? Some of the people you admire, they too want to come out of what you're admiring them for. Go down with your admiration. Solomon, had many wives. Thank you. Solomon Grandi. Born on Monday and die on Sunday. Are you sure you want to follow Solomon? Because the Bible said by the end of his life, those many women took his heart away. So do you see why people, people just want to, you, you can't cheat the principles. The principles of God are not for God. Nothing God is telling you is for him. So every time you want to find a way to beat it, you are just suffering yourself. It has nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. If you do for one night, he's not reducing God's money. He's still be the richest God, but you'll be, the, you, you'll be a most confused person. It has nothing to do with him. I think that's what many people need to even understand. You think you are pleasing God by doing the right thing. You are helping yourself. You're not pleasing him at all, at all, at all, by doing the right thing. You're just helping yourself. Because doing the wrong thing will kill you. They say, look left, right, left again before you cross. He say, I don't want to do that. Go. <laughs> Go. Has nothing to do with road safety. You're not, you're not pleasing road safety by looking left. No, you are saving what? Your own life. Righteousness is about you, not about God. I think we need to know that. Many people think they are pleasing God. I came to church three weeks. God, what do you give me? No, stay at home. We we'll meet you there. <laughs> you think uh, you're helping somebody? Is somebody getting what I'm saying, sir? So, so we've reached a stage where money is everything to everybody. Once there's money involved, they are making their money. That doesn't make it right. Worship money. Prosperity is not money. Jesus Christ said, Luke chapter 12, I was talking about the rich fool. 
God calls somebody a fool. You know, people get angry when we say somebody's a fool. If God calls somebody a fool, I'm just doing what my father does. No, yeah, I'm, I'm about to look, 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 chapter 12. We're talking about a rich man that had so much money, but he was not rich toward God. And Jesus said, thou fool. Say, God told him, thou fool. He said, tonight your soul be required of you. He said, and whose shall these things be? Which you, have, which you have laid up, these treasures you have laid up, whose will it be? He said, thou fool. Thou fool. That, that hits me. Give, 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 uh, give me the verse for this. He said, thou fool. When God calls you a fool, you know that you can't come out of it. You know God cannot lie. Whatever God says, is <laughs> final say. If God says you're a fool, eh? You're a confirmed, certified, authorized fool. Nobody can help you out of that one. But God said to him, Thou fool. I'm sure God's voice is somehow, you know. His voice is not, Thou fool, no. So God said to him, Thou fool. You know, it's permanent. Nothing can rescue you. He said, This night thy soul shall be required of thee. He said, Then whose shall those things be? Which you have provided. See the next verse. It says, it says, so is he that does what? Lay it up treasure for himself. And is what? Not rich toward God. So you're a fool. If you think it's all about money. That's what we do here. In this world now. Once somebody's making money. See, Alice is cashing out. She's making her money by twerking. By nakedness. By seduction. By soft porn. See, as long as she's making her money, come on, grow up. This is not the same money people are making legitimately with dignity. Must you lose your dignity to make money? What is inside the money, self? Are you here, somebody? Hmm. The third one is possessions. Jesus made it clear. Okay, let me read um, Colossians 3.5 quickly. Colossians 3.5. Quickly, DJ. He's talking about money. He said, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornications, uncleanness, um, redundant affection, evil con- con- concupiscence. <laughs> and covetousness, which is what? Adult, idolatry. They say that greed is idolatry. Give me a message translation of this verse if you can find it. It says idolatry. It's literally idol worship. Look at this. It says, and, and that means killing off everything connected with that way of death. Sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like. It says grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. It said that's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. Don't be among those. I can't marry. I can't marry a man that is not rich. Look at what you are saying. You didn't even say you can't marry a man that is not godly. You didn't say you can't marry a man that doesn't love you. You only say you can't marry a man that is not rich. Please go and check. We omit that went your way. Go and check how it's going for them. That's what I hate in Nigeria. People don't come back to teach of what their waka, what their eyes have seen. They won't come. So, slay queens and wrong girls will just make young girls feel, oh, you are losing out, come and sleep around. They, they won't tell you 10 years down the line. They won't come back and say, sorry, oh. 
Don't go follow this road. Oh. They will just all pretend. That's what happens. So more and more and more young girls are being fooled into that lifestyle. Not knowing that the road is not good like that. When we're young, trailers and buses and all that, they always write motivational quotes. You know, no food for lazy man. They write all those motivational The downfall of a man is not the end of his life. They have all those quotes. Now they don't write it, but notice you must have, if you buy a trailer or bus, you must motivate the audience. <laughs> one common one they write is be careful. Many have gone. Many have gone. This thing you want to do, eh? You're not the first one to think of it. Many. I can't marry a man that is not rich. May they not use for rich one. Rich. What am I? A rich one. You define. Mm. Greed. Greed. <laughs> Greed has killed many people. What you want is a godly man. If it's a godly man, he will eventually be rich. Especially if he's doing the right thing. Godly man. Godliness and riches go together. That's what the Bible says. Possessions. Jesus made it clear that possessions is not what defines success. Oh, we are so consumed by material things. This is why, this is why people steal. This is, why, this is why people do fraud. Why do you do fraud? You just, it's not eating. If it was eating, you just take gun and go and rob uh, two, uh, your betrayal of yam. If you just hunger catching you, it's not hard. Take the gun. Stand in um, Benin Express Road. If a trailer of yam is going to deliver, arrest it. And carry yam. Then go to poultry. They will load egg for you. Then their cow on the road, just go to Fulani people, collect one cow. Carry your gun. <laughs> collect one cow. At least you leave us for the next few months. You see, it's not about food. It's never about food. It's about material things. Their soul is tied to the possessions. And Jesus Christ made it clear. It's a man's life does not consist of the things he possesses. It's not what you possess. It's never about things. So, if you are doing fraud, he says Nigeria's condition. All of us are in this condition together. Are you here, somebody? So, your reason is not because of things are hard. Things are hard everywhere. Your reason is because you wanted an easy way out. That was illegitimate. And if you are doing fraud, I'm not condemning you. You can come out of it. That's what I'm trying to say. You start by repentance. I told you last week, last week I said it here or two weeks ago, that God is more interested in you confessing your sin to your brethren than even to him. Two weeks ago, Abby? Uh-huh. Confess your sin to your pastor. Let's start from there. Not that I confess to God and you still send Maga a message. You're not ready to change. Come and confess your sin first. So all of us will mentor you and monitor you from here. But who want to confess to God because nobody will see them. They will continue their life. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The one I pity is girls that sleep around to buy bag. To buy LV bag. What kind of punishment is that? First of all, it's low self-esteem that make you feel a bag will increase your value. So you buy a bag, then you're not going to do demeaning things to raise the money. So you demean yourself to buy bag to upgrade yourself. And the problem is that you can't have one LV bag. That's not how it works. Because you, have, you finally sleep with 13 people. Buy one. And you take a picture with it. And post it. That's the end. We have all seen it. So how will you do next week? You see how stealing can never leave some people. Because the line you are in, there's no success there. You now post with the bag like that. 
We have seen the bag. I feel like still I did show the backside. We saw the same bag. Because what people they are monitoring what nobody send them the monitor. And that same bag. After two weeks, now you yourself gonna say you need more than one bag. <laughs> what defines real success? Third John two. What defines real success? How does the master define success? We have mentioned some things that is not success. Let's look for what things are success. Third John two. I want us to read together, everybody. One, two, go. Let's give you some more energy. One, two, go. See how God defines success. God, first of all, God said, I wish above all things. So God wants you to be successful. However, his own success is not the way the world sees it. He said, I wish above everything that you prosper. The word prosper there means succeed, okay? It doesn't mean money, it means succeed. He said, I wish above all things that you may prosper, succeed. Now, of course, it can include money, but it's not talking about money alone. He said, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be what? I can't hear you. And be what? In health. You see? God's success is not talking about only material things. It's talking about your health. So that you be in health and what? Even what? I can't hear you. Even what? As your soul prospers. So God is saying you need both the material and physical success, but you also need your health to be in place, but you also need your soul to prosper. God's own success is always all around. The world's success is always one-sided. The world's way of seeing success is always flashy, it's for sure. God's own success is never about the show, it's about your well-being. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And I said when I was doing this is that you can actually be successful from today, if you understand what success is. You, you should stop seeing some people far off as if they're the ones successful. A lot of those people are calling successful, by God's standard, they are not successful at all. They are big-time failures in God's eyes. But you see, because you, you are materialistic, you, you are rating them as successful. You know, you, you, they, they are even your mentor. Say, he's my mentor. May God deliver you from any false mentor you have gone to carry. Because the idea of mentoring is that this is who you want to be like. Because some people don't know what mentor is. Some people think mentor is who you are when you're a fan of somebody. No. Mentor is the Lord, make me like this person. I prayed for one person one time. I said, may you be like your mentor. He couldn't say Amen. Because he knows he's following the wrong person. He shock him. <laughs> he's following the wrong person. He couldn't say amen. I said, that, that show, if they pray for you, like, you can never say amen. They are following the wrong person. Somebody gets what I'm saying. God's own success is always all around. He said, yes, I wish above all things that you prosper. Oh, yes. But I want you to be in health. Then I also want your soul to prosper. Your soul is made up of your uh, intellect, your emotions, and your will. So it's talking about internal things, your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, your spiritual well-being. God's zone is always all around. The world zone is always just have money. That's all you need. Once we have money, we have it. And hungry people will be clapping. That's failure. That's not success. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper being held as your soul prospers. Joshua 1.8 says, when you obey the word of God, he said, you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. If there's good success, it means there's bad success. Some success that are bad for you. Are you here, somebody? Hmm. 
all-round success. I was telling, I've said it here many times, that nine out of the ten richest men in the world are divorced. Nine out of ten of the richest men in the world are divorced. I mean, that's like, that's 90%. That's literally A, A1. Nine out of ten are divorced. I don't want to go to Nigeria. Most of the rich men either divorced or have 13 wives. The family, their family structure is gone, non-existent. But they have money. And you know Nigeria, people worship money. What's happening? They say, hey, Babao, my mentor. Are you sure? This is the mentor you want. And listen, why this is important is that God is trying to tell you that you can actually succeed all around. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. That's what the world tells you. Make money, but throw away your wife. Throw away your children. It doesn't matter. As long as you're paying their school fees, they'll be fine. No! God is trying to tell you that you can succeed spiritually. Succeed in your career. Succeed in your finances. Succeed in your health. Succeed in your family life. Succeed in God, that's what God is trying to say. But to do that, eh, you must, understand, you must see success differently. For you to get into God's own kind of success, you have to see it differently. Who is the richest man in the world now? Elon Musk. If a Christian, many Christians can, that can even be their dream. That's my mentor. Mm-mm. That's not our mentor. I don't have any personality. I don't know him, so I don't have any, it's not a personal issue. I'm just using him because everybody can know him. Okay, apart from the fact that Elon Musk is divorced also. <laughs> Recently, I saw in the news, his 18-year-old son has come now that he wants to be a girl. That he wants to not turn to a girl. And not just that, he wants to change his name. He doesn't want to associate with his father. That's the person you are tripping for that he has money. His children are running, disowning him. But poor Africans, he's our God. You see, there's more to life than have been the richest man. So, so in the eyes of God, richest man, thank you, but you've lost your family. You've lost your wife. You are losing your children. Is that success? That's not success. That's not how God sees success. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? And a lot of people are copying that. Is it possible to reduce how much you make but to also win your family? Because when you enter the trap of I must make money, what that trap does for you, again, most of this is a traps that you must learn. There is no amount of money that will be enough for you. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Help me tap your neighbor. Say there's no amount of money that will be enough for you. If you can learn this, you'll be happy in life. No amount of money is enough. In fact, we even sing, you know, we, 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 the world is building negative culture. So we sing things like, hey, is Dangote see they find money? Meaning that we must all be, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not the culture we are building. Because there's a stage of life you get, more money won't make much of a difference in your life. So, let me give an example. If somebody has 100 million, another person has 80 million, what can the person have 100 million do that the 80 million will not do? What? It's not car, can it more than car? A house. Okay, vacation. Okay, private jet. I mean, is, human enjoyment, is it, is it more than those things I've mentioned now? It can, but don't be a food. You want food, you want chop now. And you want to live in mansion. Inside the 13 room, how many rooms you want to sleep? Now, if you have 13 room now, it's a problem because who will clean it? Cockroach and rat are all living with you. Do you see how poor people think? There's nothing happening there. There's a stage of life where more money is not going to make much of a difference. The, and you don't have to wait till that time to bring balance to your life. You can bring balance to your life now. That's what God is trying to tell you. 
no amount of money will, will, be, will be enough. You will keep wanting more. And what the devil is not going to tell you is that sacrificing, making more money means you're going to lose some. See, you, you, you have equal amount of time. If you are overly chasing one area, you are going to sacrifice something else. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? They're not like free success. So you must decide from beginning. What price am I going to pay and what is important? That's what God is trying to do by this series. We need to decide what is important. If you don't decide it, you think making money. Look, listen, I don't need to be the richest man in the world to be happy. It's not bad if you're the richest man. It's okay if you want. But you, I don't have to be that. I don't have to be the richest man on my street to be happy. I get what I'm saying. What if? What if you have to cut down the time you spend chasing money? Maybe if you work all day. Let's, for example, okay. If you work all day every month, maybe you make 10 million. Maybe if you work half day, you make 5 million. Do you understand the example? If I work morning to night, as in 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, I'll make 10 million a month. If I cut it down to half of the hours, and I, my income too comes down to 5 million, the question is, if I cut that time and use the other time to spend with my wife, and my children, I'll be a more rounded success than making 10 million and working all day. But you see, the world will tell you, oh boy, you get an opportunity now, you know, take arm. Take arm! That's what they will tell you. They won't come back and meet you when your son wants to turn to a girl. They won't be there. Because he had no father. All he saw was his mother. The most popular baby doll in Nigeria shared how, is it her now or his hymns? Shed Shim story by him, by himself. She shared it that she grew up with only with her mom, so she had to learn makeup, learn all those things. That's why she became that way. That she didn't, never grew up with that. That was not there. That was not in, in 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 his life. Is somebody getting the example I'm giving? So sometimes you might need to sacrifice what the world will call a success for you, so that you can put time. Why are the nine richest men in the world divorced? Because they, they, I'm sure they work too hard. Do you know what it takes to, to be the richest man and want to maintain it? Do you know the amount of documents you read a day? Do you know the amount of meetings you attend in a day? I was, talking to, I was trying to get one billionaire in this country to come to preach. He said even his board of trustees are begging him to come for meetings. He, he, board. He has not come for two years. Do you know the amount of meetings you will attend to be the richest man in the world? The amount of legal documents you will read? The amount of things you will sign? The amount of... And you will keep going. Cut it! Who is giving you a word for richest man? Cut it because your family. Any job you are getting that is cutting off your spiritual feeding is not a blessing, no. You know, in Africa, everything for us is money. Once they pay me where it's a blessing, it's not, some things are not testimony. It's a trap of Satan. Because if you stay away from God's presence for long, after a while, the kind of ideas that will be entering your head, no matter who you are, there's no permanent spirituality. It's like exercise. If you stop going to the gym, I eat anyhow. No matter how you were before, my instructor is here, and I've been dodging him. <laughs> he has caught me today. When, when I have time, ah, I'm very fit. If, he, if I start having preaching, I get me back to back. If he's not around, things don't go. Or let me say, they don't remain. That's how spirituality is. So it's not like I was very fit last year. Mm -mm. If you don't come gym for three weeks, four weeks straight, after a while your body will be paining you. That's how spirituality is. So any job you get, say breakthrough job, but you work on Sundays. 
or you work in a way that you don't have time for God, you will lose your sense of purpose, no matter who you are. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So that's not a blessing. Any job you are getting that is not allowing you to spend time with your kids, especially in the vital ages of their life, that's not success. You are a failure. Because at the end of your life, it's not what you live for your kids. It's what you live in your kids that matter. You think your kids will appreciate your suffering. May I break your heart this morning? Your kids will never appreciate your suffering. That thing you work so hard for to value, they, don't, they won't have the same value for it. Oh, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. If you work 10 hours a, 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 a week, 10 hours a month to make 200K, the way your bikini will beg you that money, you're going to say no, no, it's in the talk. You are the one that labored. He, he's not seeing it as 30 days of hard labor. So if you like, kill yourself because you want to buy many houses. The way your children will sell those houses, you pay you in your grave. You are dead, though. <laughs> but they pay you. They are not going to have the same sense of value because they didn't work like that. The things they value are things they work for. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You, there was one common story on Instagram, social media. Of one billionaire that bought his child finished school and he bought the child BMW 3 Series as gift. In two weeks or three weeks, the child crashed the car. The child begged him again, he buy him on that brand new car. I forgot your Benz or something, good car too. The child crashed the car. So he was talking to his friends, what do I do? His friend said, Stop buying him cars. Give him a job, let him buy his own car. And the boy bought one very old car. And he said, For years, nothing happened to that car. Because it's his own money. It's his own money. If you like, kill yourself to wear your children, you want to have 30 land in Lekki. Thank you. As they, they bury you like this. In fact, before the burial, don't preach obituary. From your grave, you're going to see people they fight. They want to discharge all this thing. Where you take your whole life work for, they will discharge it in, in hours. They will never have the same sense of value. It's like yourself. What you should focus on is putting things in them. That will never go anywhere. Spend time with them. If you need to cut your income a bit, that's not bad. You are still successful in the eyes of God. Because you're all-round success. You're working so hard now, no time for your health. You are somebody above 40, you don't do any exercise. And you're above 40. No exercise. No proper rest. There's a business in America called Chick-fil-A. The guy is the only fast food joint that doesn't open on Sunday. Everybody thought it was crazy. How do you not open on Sunday? If you know anything about America, America most people eat out. So restaurant business, big business. It doesn't open on Sunday. Everybody thought it was foolish. But they found out that he still makes as much money at the end of the day or the end of the week as people that open on Sunday. In other words, they first thought he was going to lose millions of dollars. It was worth millions of dollars not to open on Monday. But he said it's not possible to work all days of the week because the Bible says that you must take one day off. It's called the Sabbath. It's a principle of scripture. Somebody get what I'm saying? What if you take less money but you have time for other things that are important? That's how God seeks success. But we will see it as, yeah, I must, if I succeed in, 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 my, in my career, then I'll divorce my wife. I'll have many baby mama. Then I'll have a big gold chain. So I think that people count as success. I'll have champagne. So I think people count as success. God wants all-round success. It doesn't mean you're going to be a perfect person. But it means you are, you are keeping things in perspective. Keeping things in perspective. Yeah, money is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a fool. Money is good. But let's not give it more importance than it actually requires. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? 
things you live in them. And some of us, because we came from poor backgrounds, we are overcompensating with our kids. Poverty, see, poverty's problem is not even just money. It's the mindset of poverty is more, it's worse than the poverty itself. Because for example, seeing small money, next thing you want to overcompensate with your children. One year, bad day, bring in DJ. What was wrong with you? Why are you showing your neighbors that you, you were not born in this thing? Overcompensating. Overcompensating. Your children cry. Just give them money. Relax. I see people misbehaving. And sometimes you'll be clapping. Not everybody you see you clap for. What about a full car for one year old child? You are clapping. What are you clapping for? That's stupidity. Don't clap for such things. You pity them. Does somebody get what I'm saying? Not everything we see, we celebrate. See, tomorrow my children call TV, TV. They call it TV. We tell them it's not TV. It's TV. They say TV. We want to watch TV. I say it's not TV. Why are they calling it TV? One of the, our house helps. Call it TV. We are, we're not at home. <laughs> TV. <laughs> now that's a small thing but for other people this is the same principle while you're not around that person will pass their own values it's their own value not your values the only way you see there are things you can delegate there are things you can't delegate raising your kids you can't delegate it to anybody you need to pass your own values or else they'll pass their own values but you have money you have big car they're clapping for you I have big money. I have big cars. Everybody loves me. I'm a superstar. <laughs> if you don't know that, don't worry. You're a good person. Quickly, seven things that define success. I'll just list them and we'll close this morning. Seven things that define success. All from the life of Joseph. How many of you remember Joseph in the Bible? He was sold by his brothers as a slave. But the Bible yet called him a prosperous man. Genesis 39 verse 2. How do you call a slave a prosperous man? Because in the eyes of God, success is not until you become famous. That's what's killing young people. I must be famous. The real successful people in this life, nobody knows them. Look at this. And the Lord was with Joseph. Do you see? And he was what? A prosperous man. How is a slave a prosperous man? Let's look at the story. Genesis 39, NIV from verse 1. It says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Next verse. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and lived in the house of... Notice that he said the Lord was with him. Very important. Number three. It says, um, When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him what? Success in how many things? Everything. This is how God sees it. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of all the whole household. Next verse. It says, from the time he put him in charge of the household and all that, the Lord blessed the household of Egyptians because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was what? On everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. Next verse. He said, so Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now, Joseph was what? Well built and what? Do you notice all the kinds of success are listed there? His physical stature was well built and handsome. God was with him, spiritual one. 
prosperity. And he was a slave. You don't have to leave Nigeria before you succeed. You don't have to have a mega job, a mega business before you succeed. The way God sees it, you can be successful now. Seven things that define success. Number one, I'll just list them and we'll close. Number one, maximizing your potential is success. The way God sees it, every time you maximize what he has given you to do, you are being successful. If, you're, if you have the gift of acting, don't wait until Nollywood or Hollywood calls you. Even if you act in church, you are successful. As long as you're maximizing your potential. If you have the gift of administration, it might be in your department you are giving them that gift. As long as you're maximizing or using that potential you have, that gift you have, you're actually giving it out, you are successful. Joseph didn't wait until the prime minister called him to give his gift. You notice he was using the gift in his father's house for free. They arrested him and sold him as a slave. He entered slavery. He still used the gift there. That's why they called him a successful man. He used the gift there. They lied on him and threw him in prison. He still used the gift in prison. He never got to a stage where he said, this is not where I will use my gift. When I blow, when I blow, I go, no, I can't be singing for free. No, sing for free first. Every time you are doing something that is in line with your gifting, you are successful. Number two, doing what God has called you to do is successful. Do you know many people that go through this earth and they never know what God has called them to do? Can I tell you, no matter who you are, God has a plan and an assignment for your life. Are you here? No matter who you are. It can be anything. I don't know what it is. But I'm telling you, God has no useless people. One of the things you had before you came here was a purpose. Before you were born on the earth. It's not that, not that you were born and God starts thinking... Hey, what thing I go use this guy do? No, 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 no. The Bible said before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Hello, somebody. And this is why abortion is bad. And I don't know why it's causing an argument in some parts of the world. Human beings are human beings. If we don't want to kill human beings, let's not kill them. If we want to kill them, let's kill them. But don't try to say that they are not human beings. Because in the eyes of God, he said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I what? Knew you. Everybody you see, every human being, whether aborted or not, has a purpose. He's a human being. So God has a purpose. If I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. He said, and I ordained you to be something. Are you here, somebody? It's not the day you were born, they've started looking for purpose. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, there was a purpose. Are you here, somebody? Number what am I in? My phone has died, though. My note is here. Who has the note from mainland? Give me. Okay. Sorry, baby. Your phones are small, have you? My phone is blessed. It goes on holiday when you like. It's resting. Number one, somebody. Number three, it says, um, serving mankind is success. Serving my every time you serve. Ah, this one, this one is dear to my heart. Every time you serve, you are successful. Unfortunately for us, we live in a time where young people hate service. They, in fact, people see service as something shameful now. In fact, they see it as derogatory that you are serving. Oh, thank God for some developed countries. In some of those countries, everybody works. Everybody, people go and flip burgers. They go and serve in, in, as waiter in restaurants. And they don't see it as demeaning. It's Africans that see those things that, that there's some jobs that are beneath you. No, there's things in labor. Nothing is wrong with service. Africans like posing too much. Service. Service is very important. People, people, people are afraid to serve. And this is not how Jesus was. Jesus was very particular about service. He was, even, he was so service-oriented that he washed the disciples' feet. He served them. All the husbands are men in the house. Please, may I implore you, once in a while to serve your wife. In fact, not even once in a while. 
serve your wife. We, we Africans just believe that a woman is a servant. That the woman will serve the husband. The husband own is she's the king of flat eight. So he'll just put his leg on stool and they'll serve him. Please, I beg you, let your children see you serving your wife. It's the best picture you can ever give them. We need to start raising men better than we are doing, man. Not happy with the way I'm the kind of men I'm seeing all over this world. Let your children see you carry tray sometimes and serve your wife. It will do something to their mind, both the girls and the boys. It doesn't demote you. You see, for you to be feeling somehow, it means you are seeing service as something that demotes. Service upgrades. Jesus Christ said, He that must be great amongst you. Let him what? Serve. It's there in the Bible. The master has a different way he measures success than this world. This world believes if you are the greatest amongst us, don't serve anybody. Everybody do what? Serve me. But Jesus said the way it is, eh? He that is the greatest among you, eh? Is the one that is serving. You see that the master soul is very different. And why are we all tripping for Jesus? He served us. If he came to dominate us, we will not be shouting his name. He said, whosoever. Is this, there are two verses, I mean. He said, whosoever will be chief among you. Let him be what? Do you see how the master sees success? Is there another verse? Or is this the only one? Uh, but, he, but it shall be among you. Whosoever will be great among you, let him be what? Your minister. Minister means servant. So please, let your children see you sometimes. Serve your wife. After food, sometimes you carry the plates. Service is not demeaning. It's some men are so prideful. Those things are signs of low self-esteem. When you feel service demotes you, then you are, you are tying your ego to the wrong thing. I was somewhere with a friend of mine and uh, at the, at the, somewhere, and, 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 and some people saw me and said, oh, Pastor K, my wife was so happy that I saw you. Please, I want to take a picture with you. I said, okay, no problem. Now, this was the guy near, near us. So this, the guy gave him that, please, take our picture. The guy said, no, 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 let somebody else do it. Take picture. They didn't even say sweep. For him, taking picture is a demotion. Serve. Nothing wrong with service. When church goes to the help people, help people, serve. Somebody's going to open the door for them. It doesn't demote you. It's Africans that have problems with these things. It doesn't demote you. Serve. You don't even have to know the person. They don't have to do anything for you. I'm not talking about service that they, in Nigeria, what we know is eye service. One that they will give you something for. Or they will take your picture. No. The real guys serving in this life, nobody knows them. And they're not looking for your recognition. Serve. It must be somebody that you think will give you something. Or will rest. No, no. It can be somebody lower than you. That's what I'm talking about. Of course, I know you want to serve somebody great. Who does want to serve the president? I'm the special advisor to the special advisor of the special assistant to the president. That's not what I'm talking about. That one you gain inside that one. I'm talking about the one you have nothing to gain. Serve. Serve your children. Let them, they will learn humility. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? This is why a lot of men don't, ah, I don't want to enter marriage matter today. A lot of men don't have control of their homes. If you're a man and you ever need to say, I'm the head of this home, you're not there. You've lost your place. Because God, there's nowhere in scripture God said the man should subject his wife. It was the wives they told, go and submit to your husband. They never told the man, make her submit. So man, they were never talking to you. God was having breakout session with women. You were not even in the class. He said, wives. It's clear who he's talking to. He said, wives. Submit yourself to your own husband. Oh? He was talking to women. The instruction he gave men is that, go and love your wife. And put her first in everything. So, but men have gone to read the women's home. They didn't read their own. 
So they're not taking it as their job to go and subject the woman. Submit to me! It is none of your business. You were not even in the class when that was discussed. Ordinarily, you don't officially know about it. If you have that understanding, you know the real power God gave you as a man is your power to serve your wife. He said, go and love her. That's your own assignment. I put something like this up on my Instagram. One guy came and said, why would leadership involve authority? I said, what do you mean by authority? He said, when I give instructions, he must be taken. I said, when he's not taken, what will you do? He said, I'll be divorcer. I said, you're a weak leader. Because you, you've not, see, your real power is in leadership, not in rulership. What Africans know is rulership. I must enforce your submission. The day you meet a woman that is sound and strong, you can't push her. Uh-huh. Because men like that, they like weak women that don't have work. The day you meet a woman that is doing well in her career too, and has money. You can't tell her, you leave my house today, in our house. We are both living. Now we pay together. <laughs> so you leave my house today. Now poor woman, you marry woman, we get work. And I, told, I tell the men, we are all raising our daughters to have sense. We want them to go to the best schools. So you will send the daughter to UK now for first degree, masters. Then one man will be telling her, you leave my house today. So you see, you man, the way you have raised your daughter, you, you can't marry your daughter. You are raising her to, to think well, to make decisions. But you are treating her mother as if she's trash. Serve. Your control over the home is by love, not by force. Are you here, somebody? Women, I thought you would clap. You didn't support. Okay. Your husband is around. I'll be no one making no say. But God has answered your prayer. I've spoken to him. So that's love. If your wife is not being subjected, your job is not to force her to subject. Your job is to love her into submission. So service. Service. It must be people that can do something for you. But one day I went to serve somebody. If you are serving, please open your eyes too. One woman came down from a bus. She was carrying a child. And she carried one big bag. And I was so touched. I said, ah, this big bag. And she's carrying a child. I said, let me help her. She came down from the bus right in front of me. And I thought if she came down from the bus here, her house must be near here. I didn't know people come down where their money finish, not where their journey finish. You know, some people come down where their money finish, not where their journey finish. She had no idea where she's going, but this way her money... Finish. So she came down from the bus. So I said, ah, let me help you. From, she keep the bag down. See, we need to respect women. No? The thing women are carrying without shouting. You see women carrying belly for nine months. You know they shout. Just they carry them gracefully. If man carry them for one day, you say, oh boy. <laughs> they are just not shouting. When she dropped the bag, man carry them. when I leave them, I know I had made a mistake. <laughs> I knew I missed it. That bag heavy, eh? You know this kind of bag that you carry it to your mind and say, ah, no, I'm going to carry it up. When you go, now the bag carry you down. <laughs> I knew I'd made a mistake. Who sent me this helper? For the go where they go. I thought, no, how? If she dropped here, her house must be near here. My dear, we trek, oh, trek, oh. I don't, they carry the bag. Each one said, now the bag, they carry me. Heavy. And the distance was not ending. And she kept saying, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> I said, my sister, if you really care about me, you'll take your bag. <laughs> Stop telling me this sorry. The paper in my body has to tell me sorry because you know me now. If you mean this sorry, you'll carry it to your bag. 
Which one be sorry? You see her yourself and then and you didn't tell you to know say your house no near. You know that you don't live anywhere near here. My brother, those of you that live in Festac, if you know or that have ever lived in Festac, that woman dropped at 52 Road or 51 Road. Her house was in 7th Avenue. If you know anything about Festac, it's like if you drop here and your house is in Chevron or something like that. Or maybe Jack on Day or something, I don't know. We shall trek. Trek. Come find and reach a house. Now block of flats. I know you know where the flats there. Hmm? Because when things want to go bad, they go really bad. We'll read the block of flats. Guess where her flat there? Topmost floor, last flat. When I reach up, that time my eye and my face don't red. She was saying, sorry, sorry, thank you. I said, don't thank me. <laughs> Just carry this and move. Because... So... <laughs> so let's be careful as we're serving. <laughs> That's the message. Number what? Let me close. Let me close. Number what? Number four, making, making a difference in your immediate environment is success. Whenever you make a difference where you are. Joseph was like that. He didn't care whether he was in prison or in, the, or in the palace. He made a difference. You are somewhere, there's water on the floor. Don't just jump past it and move on. You're in an office. Somebody, somebody is not being done. They just say it's not my work. I move on. No, no. Be that kind of staff that always goes over and beyond. I was in a, in a bathroom um, yesterday. Went to eat somewhere. And I went to use the bathroom. And the attendants there were gisting. Tough gist. Very tough gist. That they broke somebody's head. But I wanted to ask them more story about the gist. This was truly interesting. Only challenge is that there was no tissue in the toilets. They were busy gisting and not making a difference. You can't get promoted that way. And don't wait till they can notice you. Keep giving your best. Keep going over and beyond. Life has a way of positioning the best people in the best places. So don't wait till your guys, the eye service, they see you. No, no, no. Some days they won't see you, but go the extra mile. Make a difference where you are. Sometimes you can be with people that will never recognize you or pay you back. It might be with the children around your neighborhood. It might be with an old person somewhere. But make a difference in any environment you are in. Don't ever stay somewhere and nobody notices that you are there. Clean the place. Sometimes you, some of you are even staying with somebody, you are squatting. And you can't even clean the place. You only clean your side. That's why you don't have your accommodation yet. You're too wicked. Too wicked. Sweep the whole place. Wash the plate. He said, I'm not the one that used the plate. No, 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 no. Because the cockroach that that dirty plate will breed, he won't choose who he's going to... Uh, it might be your certificate that the rat will eat. That's how life works. Don't say, it's not my own. It's not, I'm not the one that used the plate. But you're washing your own plate. Just wash all the plates. Hallelujah. Number what? Number five. Having a great relationship with people. Emotional intelligence. Part of the success in life is how you relate to people. If you have enemies all around you, you will not be successful. If everybody around you hates you, you have more haters than you have lovers. Do you know God can't do much in your life without people around you? It's people who use this for everything. And if you don't talk to anybody around you, you've cut off all the channels of blessing God has in your life. And sometimes blessing is only material. You might be rich, but you, you, lack, you lack advice. You lack good sense. There's a guy called Naaman in the Bible that was a leper. He would have died a leper if not that he had, he had to listen to his house help. The house help told him there's somebody that can pray for you. Are you here, somebody? 
right, having good relationships. They said Joseph had favor. In fact, Jesus said Jesus grew in stature and in wisdom and in favor with God and man. You must grow in your relationship. You must have emotional intelligence. That means you know how to talk to people. You know where boundaries start and where boundaries end. Are you here, somebody? It's not everybody you have a right to correct. It's not everything you see you must comment. Because some people, you don't have a jurisdiction to correct them. And if you so desire to correct them, start by connecting with them first. If you don't want to correct them next year, you start being building friendship this year. So that next year you'll be in a position to correct. But some people, they take it as a job that they're the, the Lagos State Corrector Association. They're just going about everywhere. People you don't know, you'll be correcting them. You'll change that one. You'll correct this. They go blow you. That's none of your business. Somebody sent me a message some days ago. He said, in the DM, he said, Pastor, please don't be offended. I never put it, don't be offended. They're about to offend you. Without due respect means with no respect. He said, please don't be offended. Please don't tell you, this your hair. Can you cut it? <laughs> I said, I'm not offended at all. However, I think you are very rude. And you have no sense of boundaries. It's not your place. I'm somebody's husband. If she's okay with my hair the way it is, who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? None of your business. <laughs> somebody, I'm married to somebody. She's okay with the way the hair is. Now you. I don't know you from anywhere. Somebody like that. Just somebody you don't know. You say, ah, you're adding weight to. Do you know their former weight? How do you know they're adding or they're losing? You don't even know them. Say, hmm. And those people, they have a they grunt when they talk. Hmm. You are putting on, no. You put on sense now. You say, no get sense. <laughs> Not only you, Sabi, comments. You don't tell everybody those kind of things. You don't tell people there are boundaries. You don't just meet somebody that is pregnant and start touching their stomach. There are boundaries. People don't know that there are boundaries in life. Is somebody get what I'm saying? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't chat with somebody's husband. And be saying love there, hon, somebody's husband. <laughs> hey, there are boundaries. Mm. Don't chat at any time of the day. Say, hon, there, somebody's husband. <laughs> I like the quietness. <laughs> But I have to drop it there. There's emotional intelligence. Uh, you can't be the friend of somebody that is married of the opposite sex and you're not the friend of their wife or their husband. It doesn't work like that. You're a woman and you say somebody's husband is your best friend. Are you okay? Even if him and his wife are not close, you two, go and find your own. It's not you that will be the referee. He's telling me all what is happening in his family. Ekusheo, counselor. Counselor general. Leave them. Let them go and meet a professional counselor. That's not your job. Are you here, somebody? You can't be somebody's spouse's best friend. And you're of the opposite sex. Let me leave that one. Number what, Jerry? Six. Being health. Being health is part of your success. All right? Take care of your health. When you hit 40, it's result time. Anyhow, you use your body by 40, the result starts to come in. 
And result day is the worst day in school. Resumption day is the happiest day. We're all on the same level on resumption day. Graduation day is not such a happy day. Because result day. And you don't even have to ask people their results. By their countenance. <laughs> thou shalt know. Uh, their countenance. Somebody get what I'm saying? So take care of your health. There must be adequate rest, adequate relaxation, adequate recreation. You must be doing something for sports or recreation. It must be something totally opposite of the kind of work you do. For instance, if your work has a lot to do with physical things, your relaxation shouldn't be so physical. Exercise your other parts of your body. If your work has to do with so much mental work, then your recreation can't be mental again. It must be physical. Change, do some other, push your body. So do things different from what you normally do. All right? It's how to keep yourself healthy. Number seven, the last one, you must have peace with God. You must have peace with God. Your relationship with God matters a great deal. Relationship with God matters a great deal. If you notice all through Joseph's life, they kept saying, and God was with him. How many of you can say with confidence that God is with you? If you can't say that, then you are not yet successful spiritually. And you see, of what use is it that you gain the whole world? That I'm telling you, the way God measures success, the people we are praying for, they are going to hell. You should be crying for them, not clapping for them. If you know the state of their soul, you should be pitying them, not praising them. Say, what shall it profit a man? The way the master sees success is different. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and then lose his soul? All your gold chain and champagne, if you go to hell, it's a big waste. If you are here under the sound of my voice and you cannot say categorically that you have peace with God, then you are not successful. I don't care what you own or where you live. If you can't say categorically that if you die today, you are sure you will make heaven. If you can't say that, then you you need to make peace with God today. You need to give your life to Christ today. Because you are not yet successful. I know people, some poor people might be clapping for you, but that doesn't impress God. You need peace with God. You need to reach a stage of your life where you are sure, if I die today, if I drop dead today, I'm sure I will make heaven. I have peace with God. You are, your relationship with God is intact. You know God for yourself. You know the word of God. You have a going relationship with God. If you have not reached there, I would like to pray with you this morning. I want our heads to be bowed for one minute. I want to pray for the person here today that will be honest enough to say, Pastor, I am not born again. I don't have peace with God. I don't have peace with God. And I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to accept him as my Lord and Savior. If you are here in the audience like that, please put your hand on your chest. Put your hand on your chest. If you are here like that today. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to make peace with God today. I want to make peace with God. It doesn't matter who people think you are. It's all for an audience of one. Can I pray with you this morning? Put your hand on your chest. If you're here like that today. If your hand is on your chest, please can you raise up your other hand? I want to see who I am praying with. Please just raise your other hand. Let me see who I am praying with. God bless you. I can see one hand. I can see another hand. God bless you. God bless you. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. I can see those hands. I can see those hands. God bless you. God bless you. Please, if your hand is up, if you don't mind, please stand up. Please stand. If you're raising your hand, please stand. Don't be ashamed. Stand. You are making a wise decision today. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Please stand. Please stand all over this place. Please stand. Please stand. 
If you don't mind, carry your Bible, carry your bag. Come. Come, let's pray. Come to the front. Come, let's pray. Come, let's pray. I'm so happy for you. I want to shake your hand. I want to shake your hand as I pray with you today. Come. Come, come, come. Ushers, direct them for me. Come. Come. Come, face me, face me. Come, let's pray together. Let's pray together. Come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Today is a good day to make peace with God. Today is a good day to make peace with God. God bless you. God bless you. Put your hand on your chest. Those of you in front, I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Can I pray for you? Father, I thank you for these men and women that have come into the fold and the family today. Lord, I thank you because you will start to move in their lives like never before. Nothing will pull them back. You will stand with them. You will stand for them. You will start to order their steps. They will begin to enjoy peace with you like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Look at me, everybody. Those of you in front, look at me. Um, we're going to talk to you for one minute. But before you go, listen. Don't play with the decision you just made. It has the power to change the rest of your life. Trust me. You are now one with God. You are now in a relationship with God. He's no more just your God. He's now your Father. And it's the most powerful thing you would ever do in your whole life. Congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. You are going to follow this lady. I will stand here and I will shake your hand before you go. So just follow this lady. You can go. Just shake my hand and follow her. Just follow this lady. Come on, church. I thought you would keep clapping. Keep clapping. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, church. Come on. Let's let's rejoice. Let's clap for them. God bless you. 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 Congratulations. God bless you. Come on, church. Give the Lord a big hand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hand? Take one minute to just talk to God. Say, Lord, I want to succeed your own way. I want to succeed your own way. I don't want to succeed the way the world counts success. I will have all-round success in my family life, my business, my health, my spiritual life. Go ahead and just talk to God for one minute. Go ahead and just pray. Talk to God. Come on, talk to God this morning. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center home of victorious people.